0: Welcome to the Bible in the News. Well, one thing is clear this week, looking at what is going on in the world around, Russia is not going to let the Ukraine out of its grip, even though it has obtained the Crimea, the home of its Black Sea fleet, the many ships spoken of by Daniel the Prophet. We read in Daniel 11:40, at the time of the end the king of the south shall push at him and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships and he shall enter into the countries and overflow and pass over when the northern invader comes it is like a whirlwind and with many ships. Both of these require Russian control of the Black Sea and the Crimea, home of Russia's Black Sea fleet. It cannot come like a whirlwind, and with many ships, all the way from the Baltic. It needs a port close by. Not only this, but Ukraine is still a strategic goal of Russia, whose resurgence has been tied to energy just distribution. The Arabic media Al Monitor reported... One quarter of all energy consumed in the EU is gas, and 58% of this gas is imported. Of this, 42% comes from Russia, and around 80% of EU gas imports from Russia pass through Ukraine. Among the eight new Eastern European member states, dependence on Russia imports averages 77%. Therefore, Russia cannot let Ukraine out of its sphere of influence. Andrew Kuchins, director of the CSIS Russia and Eurasian program, stated in an interview with Bloomberg this week, there is no way Russia is going to win Crimea and lose Ukraine. Consequently, Russia is applying economic pressure. While terminating its Black Sea Fleet agreement with Ukraine, it is holding Ukraine accountable for its debt. The Russian news agency Itar Tas reported on Thursday The Russian Foreign Ministry assumes that terminations of the effect of these international treaties does not affect financial liabilities taken during the term of the treaties, which are still subject to repayment and confirms that Russia is prepared to settle issues related with practical consequences of termination of their effect through talks with Ukraine. Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister said that Ukraine's overall debt to Russia after the termination of the 1997 and 2010 Black Sea Fleet Agreements stands at 10 to $11 billion. Well, we watch with great anticipation as Russia continues to make its grand move for the building up of its image empire as predicted by the Prophets and written about extensively by author John Thomas in Elpis, Israel and Anatolia. See the current edition of the Bible magazine. But with the rising temperature of world events, Russia has started threatening the use of the energy weapon once again. Prices have already been cranked up in Ukraine, and Europe is worried about the results. John Kerry stated on Wednesday, It really boils down to this. No nation should use energy to stymie a people's aspirations. It should not be used as a weapon. It is in the interest of all of us to be able to have adequate energy supplies critical to our economies, critical to our security, critical to the prosperity of our people. Well, this is exactly what Russia is doing, and America is powerless to do anything about it. Reuters reported Gazprom's increase for Ukraine on Thursday. Russian natural gas producer Gazprom announced a more than 40% increase in the price of Ukraine must pay for gas on April 1st, stepping up economic pressure on Kiev in its political standoff with Moscow. Russian President Vladimir Putin agreed in December to cut the gas price for Ukraine and provide a financial lifeline to Kiev after its abrupt decision not to sign a trade agreement with the European Union and rebuild economic ties with Moscow instead the discount was subject to a quarterly review. After Ukrainian President Viktor Yukanovich was deposed in February, following months of anti-government protests, Gazprom and Putin said the gas price discount would be scrapped because of the debt. In response to Russia's economic pincer movement, John Kerry has revealed America's strategy regarding energy in Europe and in the Middle East. John Kerry said, Our agenda today, or at least part of it, is to look at how we can get more natural gas through what folks call the Southern Corridor from Azerbaijan to Turkey and on to Europe. There are also other opportunities, including liquefied natural gas, terminals planned across Europe, and pipelines that can get gas to customers. The goal would be to limit Russia's control of energy distribution on Europe, and thereby limit Europe's fear of Russia cutting off the gas. The Voice of America reported ongoing projects that are aimed at this. Azerbaijan and Turkey are involved in a trans-Anatolian pipeline project that will eventually bring some 60 billion cubic meters of gas to Europe. There are hopes Central Asian countries like Kazakhstan and Turkmenistan will contribute gas to the pipeline also. Both these Central Asian countries already pump modest amounts of oil into the Baku-Tbilisi-Sehan pipeline, which is then sold to European markets. This will bring Turkey into direct conflict with Russia as it threatens the bully's effectiveness – Turkey is cautiously opposing Russia on other fronts. The Sofia News Agency reported Turkish Prime Minister as stating Turkey will close the Bosphorus for Russian ships if there is violence against the Crimean Tartars. End quote. Well Russia is not going to let this type of threat go unnoticed, and Turkey is becoming more of a target by its actions economically and politically. In fact, the Bible identifies that it will be the catalyst that brings Russia into the Middle East because of the hymn in Daniel 11, verse 40, which we've already read, is actually Turkey. We read, "...at the time of the end shall the king of the south push against him, which is the Ottoman Turks, and the king of the north will come against him, which is the modern-day Turk, like a whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and overflow and pass over." It is during the invasion of Turkey that Russia overflows and passes over and keeps going on into Israel as we read in verse 41. He shall enter also into the glorious land and many countries shall be overthrown. Well, adding fuel to the fire are plans for a gas pipeline from Israel to Turkey and on to Europe. This would throw a very large spanner in the Russian energy domination works. Israel's recent gas supplies have already been a target of Russian interests who want control of the exploits, but lost them to Australia. This was part of what Kerry was referring to when speaking of other methods of getting gas to Europe, one of which was liquefied natural gas, which is what Israel will be producing. Israel's business publication Globes reported on Israel's options of getting gas to market. It stated, The most attractive option, economically speaking, is laying a pipeline to Turkey. Such a project would cost a mere $3 billion, which could deliver a return on the investment within two years, in light of the volumes and the prices that were discussed with Turkish companies. The Turkish groups, six in total, have offered to build transportation infrastructure from the reservoir to the port of Mersin or Jehan in southern Turkey at their expense. In September, Turkish board member Matthew Berza had announced the company had submitted a $2.5 billion offer to build a pipeline under the sea from Israel to Turkey's southern province of Mersin. Turkey, who is also a conduit for gas from the Georgian region, another recent Russian repatriation exploit, could well be setting itself up for a special Russian treatment if it started delivering gas to Europe through Israel as well. Russia is already trying to stop Israel exporting gas to Europe. Amiram Barkat of Globes reported in October of 2013 that the Israeli government confirmed it is in talks with the Russian government on development of Israel's gas fields. The statement was made in a written response to a question by M.K. Gallon to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu if it was true that he discussed with Russian President Vladimir Putin a deal under which Russia would stop shipments of sophisticated weapons to the regime of Syrian President Bashar Assad in exchange for an Israeli commitment not to export gas to Europe. The response to Galan stated that such conditions were not discussed between Israel and Russia, but Russian companies are examining options of participating in the development of the Israeli gas economy, and consequently the Russian government is interested in the Israeli gas economy. Well, there's no doubt that Russia is interested in the Israeli gas, and we will see how things continue to develop. This may well be the hook in Russia's draws that brings it down into the land. Well, this week also saw a deterioration in NATO-Russian relations. Reacting to NATO's suspension of cooperation with Russia, Russia stated it may deny NATO transit through its airspace when transporting to and from Afghanistan. Viktor Ozorov, head of the Defense of Security Committee of the Federation Council, stated today, "...military activity of one side may directly influence security of the other side. We can't help but view military unions of Eastern European and Baltic states and military activity on their territory as a threat to our strategic security. If our cooperation comes to a halt, we'll have to, the right to suspend NATO transit, and the Alliance will have to find other routes." End quote. Well, quote. The Russian envoy to NATO, Alexander Grusko stated Saturday, If a country does not wish to cooperate, there will be no cooperation. It is a matter of principle for us to carry on the responsibilities we have undertaken in the deterrence of new threats and challenges. If NATO is not prepared to work with us and is evading responsibility, we will be working with those partners on the international arena who share these goals. End quote. In other words... The Western fantasy of keeping the Russian bear at its side and on a short chain has evaporated. Russia, having been sick and emaciated during the 1990s, has recovered and is now going to form alliances with those of like mind. Ezekiel 38 lets us know who those nations will be. We read, Son of man set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, which is Middle Europe, the Ukraine, Belarus, Poland, Germany, and so on. The chief prince of Meshech, or Moscow, and Tubal, Tobolsk, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I am against the Ogog, the chief prince, or Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, Russia, Moscow, and Tobolsk, Persia, Iran, in verse 5, and Ethiopia and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer, which is France and Germany, and all his bands, the House of Tagarma, the Caucasus region, of the North Quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Ezekiel 38, verses 2-3 to and 5-6. to Well, Russia's respect for American world dominance has completely evaporated. American politicians can see this clearly. Bloomberg reported this week, Critics of Obama's handling of Putin want him to bring more pressure to bear, up to and including threatening NATO intervention if Russia sends troops deeper into the Ukraine. Putin thinks we're wussies, and the president is the wussy-in-chief, says Andrew Kuchins, director of the Russia and Eurasian program for the Center of Strategic and International Studies. That perception has got to be altered." Well, the Bible paints a picture of the Western alliance that is only able to offer token resistance in the time of the end, and we can look to further American demise and Russian dominance in Europe. America's demise in international respectability is also having an effect on Israeli-Arab negotiations it is brokering in the Middle East. Reuters reported early this week that the U.S. Secretary of State arrived in Jerusalem on Monday to put the negotiations back on track but his efforts were undermined when the Palestinians signed 15 international conventions that gave them greater leverage against Israel. On Tuesday evening, only hours after the Israeli and American officials indicated the peace talks were back on track, the Palestinians had promised not to approach international organizations. Until the end of April, Abbas instead signed 15 application forms to join various UN agencies and count. And conventions on live televisions. He stated, The Palestinian leadership has voted unanimously in favor of joining the international organizations. Yair Lapid, Israel's centrist finance minister and a politician who originally backed the peace talks, said Friday that the events of the past day raised serious doubts whether Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, was really interested in reaching an agreement. He said it looks more like a deliberate provocation aimed at blowing up the talks. No Israeli will conduct negotiations at any price. While by Friday, the New York Times reported from Morocco that Secretary of State John Kerry had said Friday that Obama administration planned to reevaluate its approach to Middle East peacemaking and decide whether it was worth continuing in its effort in light of the inability of the Israeli and Palestinian negotiators to make progress. There are limits to the amount of time and effort the United States can spend if the parties themselves are unwilling to take constructive steps in order to be able to move forward, he said, quote. So as America continues to decline in its ability to impact world affairs, Russia is working at building up its new empire – The words of John Thomas, based on a clear understanding of the scripture, instruct us to be prepared. The future movements of Russia are notable signs of the times because they are predicted in the scriptures of truth. When Russia makes its grand move for the building up of its image empire, then let the reader know that the end of all things as at present constituted is at hand. The long-expected but stealthy advent of the King of Israel will be on the eve of becoming a fact, and salvation will be to those who not only looked for it, but have trimmed their lamps by believing the gospel of the kingdom unto the obedience of faith and the perfection thereof in fruits meet for repentance added to the, which we give the last word to our Lord Jesus Christ. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Luke 21, verse 28. For the Bible and the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen, joining us.